Hello and welcome to the Self-Consciousness Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Way, and I am so excited to introduce you to Perry Chase. She is a channel, teacher, and practitioner of deep devotion to the feminine. She teaches pathways in life, relationships, expression, sacred medicine, and business that all center the frequency of feminine truth. And you know how I love me some feminine truth. Now, whether you agree with her or not, she is a code sharer and she activates through embodying frequency. I myself felt super activated for the entire day following our conversation. I should also mention we went to high school together. (laughs) I did participate in her sex bomb class and it was an amazing experience. She created her own app entitled Perry Chase Devotion to the Feminine. And you can download this to get a seven-day free trial and access to all of her writings, teachings, portals. She's got programs along with some beautiful community building. Um, I hope something in here activates you as well. This is this is how great teachers do their work. They hold and ground intense energy into beingness. And hey, if you like what I'm doing here, do give me a rating on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you are hearing me. So thank you for spending some of your precious time with us and enjoy. Oh my God. Ah, it's been like 20 years since I've seen you, maybe. I really feel like it's more sports night. <laughs> I have to be honest. I have a very poor memory of like high school. Well, it should be poor because it was a shitty, shitty place. <laughs> it was a shitty fucking yeah, town. We had, some, I, we had some good teachers, though. We did. We we had a couple. Your mom Ms. was a good teacher. She was a good teacher. Everyone <laughs> kept sent. Everyone keeps telling me that. She <laughs> was a good teacher. She was a good teacher. People people are constantly like to this day. They're like, she changed my life, or I wanted she to be a hardcore. teacher because she was of her. Fierce. She, oh, she oh, Perry, oh, you're, you're fierce. No, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I ain't feeling that shit. I've, uh, I've definitely like, I'm like, I'm not grieving, not gonna feel it. Doesn't that sound awful? And here I am, like, yes. I actually help people feel things. And I'm like, when, when, no. when did she? Three years ago. It's pretty new, but uh, it's it's okay. She's. I literally became a psychic because I knew one day I would need to talk to her from the other side. So weird. And then like three years after that, she, she was like, peace. Yeah. I know. It doesn't, it's so, it's so traumatizing. You can see all of the, (laughs) I mean, I'm just going to turn the podcast on you now. So like what, uh, what, what opened those gifts? Well, I always had them. I think yeah. everyone has them. I think I just wasn't aware of it. I, I, I'd always been curious about that kind of stuff. We didn't exactly grow up in a town that was like supportive of a feeling your feelings, b expressing your feelings, and c thinking about the psychic world. In I don't any know that there's way. really many towns. I know. That, so like I love. I'm like, Good where point. are these? Where are these Fair. towns that you're talking about? I'm like. Know, you know, because right? I, I, I think that like the towns you would think actually end up just like having these spiritual identities. Yeah. 
Very it's like, true. oh my God, let's just overprocess with one another. <laughs> and like, yes, yes, let's talk about this in community and like, blah, blah, blah. and know. I'm like, I think that's all fucking fake shit too. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Okay. This is like, I don't want to talk about it's okay. So everybody welcome to the self-consciousness podcast. Today we have Perry Chase, who is fucking like this supreme leader. I think that sounds like some kind of uh, sci-fi movie. What are you setting me up for here? I person. So Perry has been in this game and I'm calling it a game because we all know it's still a game. This sort of spiritual life coach teaching no that's world. a real thing that's not a game the the, the rest of it's a game um, it, let's talk about this please before i just it was really speaking. funny you know you know what just keeps coming to me is that the, someone someone shared this meme on facebook yesterday and it was like you know, let me see if i can even find it because it was it was i just want to read it properly but it was it was like there's something about hating on facebook and hang on gonna read it i love one that's so meta god he has like so many posts (laughs) oh Oh, here it is okay uh thank you for ruining my life it's like somebody talking to the facebook algorithm and then it's like i'm literally an algorithm designed to maintain your attention by learning from your behavior and mirroring back that which consciously or not captivates you and the social worlds through which you move I am literally one of the most fascinating tools for collective and personal shadow work ever created. (laughs) And that is only if you can learn to recognize that you aren't disturbed by social media, you are disturbed by your own reflection. And I was like, so uh, I keep getting banned, I said. And so that confirms that I am dangerous to the matrix. Um, (laughs) And and that's basically it, right? You know, I, um, idea of the game, right? I think there's two pieces. I think that in the spiritual circles, I think there's the real thing, which I I think is kind of unmistakable. And I think that there is, there's, there's this thing called like spiritual ego, mm-hmm. right? And spirit, and and I'll take a second to like define this for people too, because a lot of people misunderstand what ego is in the mm-hmm. sense that they think ego is is being arrogant, and and it's not. Ego is basically anything that is a part of your personality structure that is centered in your mind, that is built of the idea of you, uh, the idea of you, right? That is constructed from beliefs and constructs and all of that it's not the real you and it's an interface like we need it you know there's not there's like parts of like where you hear people talk about like killing the ego and it's like well parts of your ego do die they do but it's not really killing them it's like re reconfiguring them right like Mm. everything it's like integration but in some like some of these things that i've seen is that and and this is also i'll just say this without stepping into a pile of shit because I don't know anything about your audience, but well, like, you know, whether people will be triggered by what I say, but yeah. um, the current culture, right, um, that we live in and and the mainstream, like, thinking is just this incredible indoctrination. Mm. 
And when I say indoctrination for those people who don't know what I'm talking about, I mean, like you are being given a new set of beliefs, like a new set of behaviors. Like this is what's okay. This is what makes you a good person. Just get in line. This is what we're saying today. This is what's good. Yeah. This is what's bad. Right. This is what we're believing today. This is what reasonable people think. This mm -hmm. is what good white people think, you know, like not to bring that in, but you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and so there's a lot of indoctrination and, and really what that is, is like, it, it, it doesn't require any transformation whatsoever. Right? It's designed it's, that way. Right. It's just, right? it's just like literally swapping out one belief system for another. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like literally just swapping the mask. And I don't think people I think people think sometimes when they start on a spiritual path that like they are uh, like that, the seeking, like there's a lot of this conversation, you know, about the seeking. And I think that's mm -hmm. where you, where that idea of like the game comes from, right? Like where it becomes like these communities and people put on these new identities and it's like, oh, well, I'm doing this now. And I bought my crystals and I have my altar and <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to practice nonviolent communication. <laughs> and you know like, and I love like, that book by the way and this is totally was me in book? 2015 what book? Uh, non nonviolent communication oh my god that's gonna be a whole other like podcast conversation because I think nonviolent communication is the most violent thing <laughs> ever created because it's so oh god, I dishonest it. I think Ooh. anything that's really dishonest is mm. is violent I mean I'll just be, I, I think dishonesty I is violent I I I'm so happy that you're that you're here. <laughs> I'm just here, so like in this here. lifetime or like <laughs> here in all senses of the word in this dimension on this plane, um, because there's so many things people are just too afraid to say, myself included. I'm I'm fully I, I fully admit to being one of those people in the beginning because it was a it was a spiritual identity for me to separate myself from what I considered all the shitty people around me. Meanwhile, we are only seeing or experiencing a reflection of something that wants to be seen within ourselves. So mm. of course it takes time. Mm -hmm. And I do think of these people, I kind of have to look at them now as like, they're, they're babies. It's a puberty. Like there, there's some kind of path that people are sort of forging where they have to somehow integrate this indoctrination, this world in with this idea of spirituality that is somewhat breaking free of that, that world, that construct. Yeah. I mean, ultimately real, I see there's an, and I think we should define masculine and feminine spirituality too. Well, that's where I would love to go. <laughs> yeah. It's like, course, you know, there, yeah. the, when people think of spirituality, like through the ages, right. What we have seen and you know, what a lot of the and look, I'll be really honest with people. Like, I'm not an academic. Like, I have not studied. No, we're anti-academic. Like, here. I'm okay. I'm. I'm. I just want to be really clear that most of what I teach is um, from the field itself. Like, I do have teachers, but I don't teach anything that I haven't experienced or uh, downloaded directly. So, like, that just for for clarification. But I'll just say that my very general assessment of like the history of spirituality is that it's quite disembodied, right? Mm. It's, it's quite 
um, dissociative in the sense that like people have like uh, left their bodies to be like ascended and like out here and like, you know, there is there is this dismissal of the flesh and, uh, you know, the flesh is sinful and like mm -hmm. all of this stuff. And uh, I think the real game, and I think that the real game that, you know, Jesus was actually teaching. Mm -hmm. um, and again, like, this is only from my experience of him in the field, not mm -hmm. like a big Christian uh, academic yeah. here, um, is, is, is actually the, the combination of the full embodiment, like fully being human, fully having approval for all of your humanity and understanding how to bring divine energy into the body. Like this is my interpretation of it. And that is quite a very different thing and a much, much higher level game. Mm -hmm. If we were talking about like, you know, game, higher yeah. level game than just sitting around meditating and leaving your body. Like we all go back to consciousness, okay? But we come here to be human. So what is the point of being human and sitting in your room on your meditation pillow to like dissociate from your body? We can all do it. It's like not really very yeah. big deal, right? It's it's easy. What's hard is being human and then opening up to a level of, you know, like, I mean, energy that I channel is, it's like, you and like the energy that I work with universal law. So I don't work with spirit realms. Like I don't work with um, like fourth plane, fifth plane stuff. I work with sixth plane universal law mm. and I work with stars. But um, yeah. like when I say this, like what I mean is I work with, um, they're like, it's almost like the energy is just like codes, right? Like they're, they're just like facts and like, it's almost like math and um, it's almost like music really, right? It's, it's like, no, that's a G <laughs> like it just is like, yeah. you can't like it, you know, and you can hear it and feel it and it's got a tone and a harmonic yeah. to it. It's all those things. Right. And so when I talk about truth, that's what I'm talking about. It's got a very specific harmonic. It's got a very specific feeling in the body. And um, can I do a little exercise for your listeners? Yes, okay, please. Cool. All right. Cause I, I, people don't, um, you know, like, especially in a time where we're obsessed with like facts, and misinformation and all of this, I want to, I want to just um, actually separate this out because the word, the words that we use sometimes don't fully capture the meaning. And so we also live in a world that's like so obsessed with external validation that a lot of people only know something to be true based on what they've been told or it's been validated or confirmed from an authority, right? Which is that sort of, again, patriarchal yeah. spirituality. And so if we ever, okay, like, so if people are just sitting there, what I would recommend is you know, you think about something that you've been told that you agree with is a fact, right? And just like kind of notice where that is and uh, in your body. And, you know, if you, if for me, like when I, when I'm there, like I kind of, it kind of lives in my forehead. It's a little bit of an upper register, maybe in my shoulders. And uh, it has a certain kind of, um, like, yeah, I know that, okay? Like, I know that. That's a fact, okay? Yeah. Then I want you to think about something that you know 
that it wouldn't matter if anybody else challenged you on it, that you don't need to defend, you don't even need to tell anyone, you just know that it's true. And it doesn't need validation. For me, it's that I'm hot. (laughs) Well, usually it is. And that's a good one. I am just so fucking luscious. Not you guys. Um, Just like a little. I don't need you to validate. Yeah. Um, No, but like usually it's like uh, a good one. A good one to tap into is like that you love your child. Mm. Or like that you love someone, right? Nobody can like there's no one that you need to look outside of yourself to know that you don't need to defend it. Like it just is, right? It's it, it just an isness. And and we don't like this isness in our culture at all. And it's an isness, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it is um, like, to me, a really, the th- I'll never forget when this fucking came out. It was uh, somebody did a peer reviewed study that like breastfeeding is good for your baby. <laughs> I was like, well, thank God. Some God, what would we do study. without? We couldn't possibly have known that without it. But of course, like um, any mother would know that if yeah. she was tapped. Okay, wait. If she was tapped into yeah. her deeper knowing, what have we done in the, in the medicalized birth world? We have made women question the capability of their own bodies, mm. their own knowing, and all of this stuff. Which, but what's really interesting is pediatrics is the only, like one of the only places in medicine, Western medicine, that really actually takes into consideration a mother's knowing. Mm. Like if you really, and I've, and I've read this and I can't, I don't have a source uh, for anyone, you'll have to go to Dr. <laughs> Google, but, um, like, but where, where, where doctors and pediatricians will really take into consideration when a mother says like, there's something wrong. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's like that, yeah. that thing, right. That thing is real. Yeah. And so, you know, in the day and age that we are now, Right. We're kind of in this place where half the world feels one way about something and half the world feels another way about something. And they're like, you don't understand. Here are the facts. <laughs> and then there are all these people who are like, uh, my knowing says something different and yeah. it's not lining up. And like, I'm not into it. Yeah. I'm a no. <laughs> then those people are gaslit. And I don't even need to bring up the topic of what we're talking about, but those people are gaslit to say, like, Okay, so let's figure out why, why you're a no, and like let's figure out what we need to do to get you to be a yes. Mm. And it's like, well, like let's just apply that to sex for a second. Let's yes, let's apply it to sex. Let's apply it to a place that like people would be really deeply offended if this were the same thing. So a girl's at a bar. And there's a guy and she's like, uh, and he's all over her and he is like, I have the biggest dick in the world and I can make you come 25 times and all of this stuff. And, and I'm telling you, this is going to be better for you. Like, this is going to be great for you. You have no idea. And you know what? If you don't, you're really fucking missing out on what's wrong with you. And like, blah, 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 blah. There's something. And she's like, I'm a no. <laughs> and he's like, well, 
see, that's a problem. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a problem for me and for everyone else in this bar, we're going to have to figure out. So can I pay you a hundred dollars to be a yes? Or can I just shame you into oblivion to be a yes? Oh, you know what? I'm not going to let you in this bar unless you're a yes. I see where you're going with this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, 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 so it's kind of like, uh, and she's just like, I'm a no. Now, if we applied that example, you know, now, of course, people will be like, it's not the same thing. Yeah! <laughs> it's not a right. You know, and um, but but it's even though it's not a direct thing, what we're talking about is overriding someone's deeper knowing. Yeah. Yeah. It is it, it and, and, and the idea that you need to back that up with facts or or studies or information or science or anything is part of the problem that that humanity is in at the moment. You know, like a no is just a no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting like all these images. It's, it's similar to like, I, for me, it's like, okay. So you posted something recently or maybe it wasn't something recently, but it was, it was a quote from Aristotle, I believe. Oh yeah. And it was just about sort of, I never post other people's stuff, but like I did post, it was, Wait, yeah. I'll get it. I'll get it. It's, it's in reasonable. My, I think it's in my Instagram. But it's Hold this on. reliance on an outside source. Cutting okay, off your legs and being like, like, let me cut off your legs. And here, oh, here's crutches that you can only buy from me. Oh, yeah. That's I like, mean, that's the I mean, whole thing. And and so for thousands of years, we've never felt comfortable enough to, to know what our own truth is. Because we've never well, been encouraged. To. But, but also, don't you have to you have to really look at how religion has... Oh, 100%. Like, no, you're, you're, you don't have an inner relationship with God, which is by the no. way, like all of the Magdalene yeah. teachings. Yeah. Right. You know, the Mary, <laughs> yeah. Mary, you know, who only was part of his. I was literally having this and... conversation with my daughter this morning. Yeah. I mean, all she was teaching was like, you don't need all this stuff and God is inside of you. And this is. That this is the path, and that's basically what I teach, right? Like it's yeah. it's it's how to re- remember and kind of reclaim that spot of like not only it's the immovable knowing, it's the it's the see, and that's what's so funny to me because like when I I, I just stopped watching the news recently because I'm just like. I don't care. I'm like, I'm yeah, living in my own reality and like, I'm not participating in any of this. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just not true for me. And like, I'm just yeah. gonna, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be over here in my yeah little carve out. Um, but yeah. this is what Aristotle said. It is also in the interests of a tyrant to keep his people poor so that they may not be able to afford the cost of protecting themselves by arms and be so occupied with the daily tasks that they have no time for rebellion. Mm-hmm. And I think that like that is also like yeah. how we just manufacture propaganda and keep people in a constant Absolutely. state of like heightened reliance. But also he- heightened, to be reliant. And also height heightened uh, heightened nervous systems. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just an ongoing trauma. That's right. Mm -hmm. And everybody's just reacting from trauma. Like I watch things that are happening now and I'm like, 
it, 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 it's so far from reality. Like it's so far from truth that I'm like, how are regular, like, I'm like, I see smart people making decisions for things like, and I'm like, what on earth happened to you? Like, how did you go that far off? I feel like there was such an overwhelming amount of programming. <sighs> I, I don't understand how normal it is how normalized it has become and always has been. And I say this from someone who was literally raised on television that people are watching. I mean, my upstairs neighbors have the TV on all day and they have a TV in every room. I know that anyone overfit, like people who are old or people who are home, they're, they're literally just being indoctrinated 24 seven because they're constantly taking in this mainstream media. That I cannot just, watch it. I like, I can't. Know, and, and so it gives me, me a headache. But for me, you know, like I, like I said, like I have this, and it is a gift, right? It's like this, I'm, I'm tuned into this particular frequency and harmonic and I cannot like anything that's off of that is, is either just comedy. I was going to say what happens in your body when you hear something that's off? I'm just like, this is hilarious. Like, this is just so wrong. And, and, and here's the thing too, which is why like sometimes people really misunderstand me. I'm not uh, on any political side, really, because both of them are false. Like both polarities are just wrong and yeah. like are not aligned. And there are yeah. tr- there's truth in both. But 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 all politics is highly distorted. And what's unfortunate is that today um, everyone, including like anyone who runs a business or anything like you need to be in one of two camps. And so like, you know, I, I sort of have have. I have gotten to the place where like cancel culture and like policing and all of that stuff is so bad and so counter to everything that I believe in that I'm like, if people need to believe I'm conservative, then so be it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not because yeah. I, I don't believe in control by religion and I believe yeah. in bodily sovereignty and I believe in, there's a lot of things that I believe in that aren't, you know, and, and somewhere I'm somewhere in the, um, probably in the majority. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Cause, yeah. cause think about it. Like I believe in full expression, right? So I believe that all people, no matter how they are meant to be expressed in this lifetime should, should be free to be expressed. Like I, I don't believe that. I mean, like, I believe that's our purpose. Right. Yeah. So then that's like that side. Right. But then I also am a I mean, teaching victim consciousness, which is like the victim rescuer persecutor, Mm. right, is a foundational teaching for all awakening, because until you recognize that the world is not happening to you, you cannot become a creator. It's fundamental. Like you just have to do that work first. And um, I am not about our systems that continue to uh, perpetuate this sense of like lack of capability less than, and like, I'm the hero and I need to come in and fucking rescue people. Mm. And it's, it's just disgusting in my system. Yeah. And it's what happens when you, when you find people who do want it or when people come to you and they are like, uh, you're going to, you're going to rescue me type of mentality. I, I just don't just shut it down. Oh no, they, they, they flail and they pull for my attention. And I mean, they, this, is, this is, well, first of all, let me, let me, let me back up here for a second. Yeah. When people come to me, 
I have a pretty big energetic gate. You know, like are there are people who will kind of like hang out in my like orbit for like two years sometimes. Like just just sort of like toe dipping and whatever. And I don't um and if you see how I kind of do my business, like I do not uh, use any traditional business tactics. So I don't market to pain. I don't use scarcity. I don't have yeah. sales. I don't, um, I don't create FOMO. I, you know, I don't do any of these things. In fact, I created a whole methodology of doing business called magic led business. And it's all about being in service to an energy. So my business is built on being in service to this frequency of truth. Yeah. And my job is to serve it and to show up and like generously teach about it. And then anybody who wants to kind of come in and I've also built paths and programs and all of this stuff, but I also just, you know, moved off Facebook. So I have my own app now and I, re I literally yesterday opened Please the talk doors. About this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I opened the door yesterday to a wider audience. So I created a seven day free trial so people could come in and like there's, there's a, a, a mini class on sovereignty. So sovereign. So it's like a, you know, seven video series thing that people can come in and watch that for free. Literally every single video and piece of writing is in a library. So there's like, there's just a ton in there for free. And then I have, I um, you know, my, my sex bomb class. It took me forever. I was like, what's SXBMB stand for? Yeah, it's, it's and then I heard yeah, you say, I was like, oh, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pussy stroking practice. It's a guided pussy stroking med meditation yes. uh, practice. That's, that's guided. And, you know, there'll be like a hundred people in the class and uh, videos are off and, you know, all of that. And really it's, yeah. it's not really about pleasure as much Wait, as it is, is sound about on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I, it's I'm, like I'm, I guide, I, I, such I know, a perv. Perv. <laughs> it's okay. You should love the perv in you. I love, I do love the perv. Yeah, it's just, love she's a little under wraps though. We'll take you know. her out. Be perfect. I mean, mom and wife stuff. I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> well, anyway, she, uh, you know, this, this, this is, uh, you know, the reason that I teach this practice is because feminine spirituality is in the body. And so one of the things is that you really, as, as particularly as a female, uh, you know, with a pussy in a womb, like if you're not connected to that energy, you are, um, you're disconnected from your power. And if you want to kind of wake up in your body, right, then, then you actually need to take your energetic system to the gym. And the way that you need to mm -hmm. do that is you need to build fire and create capacity to hold more. And the only way to do that is, is really through um, working your nervous system. And so the, this is also a good way to work trauma as well, right? You know, as you begin to open yeah. up your system, old trauma will come to the surface and whatnot. But I'm really not for people who uh, can't hold themselves. Like I only work with people who are, I should say this, like I only work with people who are capable of holding themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm not for everybody. Yeah. There's like a certain level of adulthood that's required. And I don't like take care of people's inner children and like, I don't mommy yeah. and I don't do that stuff. And so when you were asking what happens when people want me to rescue them, is yeah. that uh, they are very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and sometimes they demonize me 
um, because they feel unseen or they feel like I'm not helping them or like I'm not giving them enough attention. But the thing is, I will only give them attention once they stop doing that. Yeah. You you know, there's something that you said in one of the podcasts that um, you've been a guest on. Um, and I, I want you to go into this a little bit if you're, if you're mm. okay with it, which I have a feeling you might be, um, you said I'm a holder of projections. I trigger the shit out of people. Oh yeah. Um, well, this is just over the, the years. I mean, I think this is obviously one step in your journey. You used to be, you used to, you were a dancer. You used to work on wall street. You were headhunter. You were a founder. You worked in tech. You were one of the few women who worked in tech. Um, so you've, and you lived in Hong Kong. I mean, you've had so many experiences and, and you've, you have been, I mean, you've more than dipped your toe in the world, Mm. you know, in terms of interacting on that level with people and having people target you. I know you had, you have quite a big following on Twitter and you're also, you were writing articles on medium. Um, and just that's, that's been dead for a while. Yeah. But, but you, you'd gone through these, these experiences of like being a target, um, simply for well, I want to being take away, a woman I wanna speaking take, her mind. I want to take the word, word target away because that actually yeah. infers victimhood. So mm, the fact, okay. the fact of a woman who can stand in her power is that, um, and, and what that means when I say stand in my power, it means that, uh, I am in no way making myself smaller for anyone's comfort. And um, the, the thing about that is that there is so much conditioning in women particularly, but I mean, like men have their own stuff about that too. Um, but I, I, for me, men are easy. For some women, men are not. Like I, I can handle men at any like level of capacity. Like I could, mm-hmm. you know, the monsters to the, little boys and all that. Like, they're just not challenging for me. They are for a lot of women. Like it brings up a lot of stuff. Women have always been challenging for me. And, um, and part of this was because I used to take it so personally. Mm. And what I learned through this journey, and especially now it's like, if you think about it, um, one of my healers is like, he's like, Perry, you're a bridge, right? Mm -hmm. So like I bring through energy and a lot of times that, that energy, the way it works is it, um, it's going to bubble things up in people that aren't, you know, that need, need to get bubbled, right. Need mm-hmm. to get looked at, need to kind of, it shakes things up. And yeah. then there's my human who's just like sitting in the middle and is like, uh, so you hate me now? Like what happened? Like, <laughs> you know, and so I've had <laughs> yeah. to really, I've, I mean, un- unfortunately, you know, the part of, part of the job and you can really talk to anybody who does this kind of teaching, uh, part of the job is that uh, you can't take it personally, mm-hmm. right? And also that you have to really trust the energy, right? Like I, I was saying yesterday, and I teach this course called Slay, which is about full expression and like how to be fully expressed in the world. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was, I was teaching that, like you know, there's there's a very interesting thing, which is when you really open up to the energy that you carry. And, and by the way, everyone has this. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's just, it's just a matter of the lifetime that you're in, whether, you know, and, and whether you're really here in this lifetime to uh, be a teacher and, and, and deliver medicine or be a recipient of medicine. And, and obviously all teachers have teachers too, right? So it's a lineage. Yeah. But the thing that 
I want to, I want to stay here and be really careful because people misunderstand it. I trust the energy to do what it's going to do and that it's right. And so like, I don't worry about when people freak out. I don't worry about when people hate me. It's just normal. Now I do have boundaries. Hmm. Like um, there's certain thing where I'll be in service to someone, but if they fuck up their relationship with my human, mm-hmm. like with Perry, then she's like, I'm out. Right. So like, there's only so much like on a spiritual level, once I'm working with someone, it's like forever. Mm-hmm. Like I show up in people's dreams and ayahuasca journeys and like all this. Stuff. And that part of me, I'm Same. like, okay, cool. I, yeah. you know, I don't know how that works. Like on like this person that's sitting here with you right now is like, I don't know how that works, but it works. And that's what's happening. And you know, all of this stuff and, and, and the, the amount of, and I, and, and there's a difference between like when I show up in someone's dream because they were thinking about me and like, then there are these dreams where I'm really working on people. Like they're not, you know, like there's actual whatever. Yeah. And in the beginning, like it, it used to freak me out. Like what I did, what in your dream, you know? And then I was like, okay, this part of me just doesn't even have the, like as a human, we don't really have the full capacity to even fully fathom all of that. And so mm-hmm. there's, I, I just let go of a lot of it. I don't obsess about it and I don't make it mean. That's anything. really healthy. Well, I also don't make it mean yeah. anything about me. Yeah. Right. My human is just sort of like a humble servant to the whole thing. And that's the other thing that people get really confused about. Some people, and when they're not comfortable with like their own life force and their own power, they think I'm arrogant as fuck. Mm-hmm. They just can't handle it. They're just like, who the fuck does she think she is? And yeah. blah, 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 and all of this stuff. And I'm like, if you really understood like what I do, you would understand that like, I actually have to get out of, like most of the time, like the human mind of mine wants to be like, just, can we just be a little bit smaller here? And like, maybe, maybe a few more people would like us and, you know, maybe. Yep. And there's a reason yep. why I also don't spend a lot of time. I don't do any PR. I don't do any advertising. <laughs> right. Yeah. I only go on things by invitation. I'm not like out there banging out there to be bigger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and yeah, it's like what everyone tells you, you need to be in, in those spaces. So I, I fully, I love that. Go ahead. Well, for, for yeah. me, it's like, um, it, and, and this is what I teach as well. It's like constantly just get the fuck out of the way, get the fuck mm-hmm. out of the way. And you have to show up and hold the energy the way it wants to be held. And that's yeah. like stepping into it. Right. You have to step into like, for instance, like, like, I'll give you an example. As some of my gifts developed, like the stuff I do is hundred percent shamanic, like hundred mm-hmm. percent, like yeah. entities leaving and like, you know, full instant transformation in the field, quantum level, like mm-hmm. multi-generational changes and all of this stuff in my ceremonies and things like that. And when I first really started to own that and like take it out of the box, you know, that white person in me showed up and was like, you can't call yourself a shaman. That's outrageous. White people aren't shamans. And that's not responsible white. By the way, that's not even actually true. Right. Yeah. So that's not even actually true because shamanism originated in Siberia. 
with Russians, yeah. right? And yeah. so, um, but what people think of, right? So people have an idea of what a shaman is. It is uh, someone in the jungle in Peru serving plant medicine. Yeah. And uh, there's a particular thing. Now, I think a lot of people overuse the word shaman and shamanic as sort of like some, you know, fancy uh, dressed up thing. Mm-hmm. But for me to not use the word shamanic would be egoic. Yeah. It would be yeah. not true because yeah. the fact of what I do is shamanic. Yeah. And what's funny is, and this is why I don't worry about it because it's like somebody could freak out about me using that word, but then it's like, well, just come experience the work and then tell me that it's not. And that's the difference, right? Mm. It's, it's more like, what is the thing? It's the isness, yeah. and then and then owning it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like two, well, this is why we're here at the self-consciousness podcast, but it is too <laughs> self-conscious to be, Oh, you know, overly, like overly cautious and aware. I mean, I, I do hesitate. Obviously I'm a very pasty white presenting woman, my shamanic background. Well, okay. Look at, I just did it, but like my background is a North African, like medicine woman background. Right. You know, but, and, and I actually, you know, when I look at sort of people who are very into like witches and, and that whole thing, I just realized this year, I'm like, the reason I don't relate to that is like, there is no Celtic, right. Anything in me. I mean, probably somewhere back there, but like, for me, it's, it's, it's this North African, it's this Ukrainian, it's this, there's this, there's a different kind of magic that, that is within me that I try to bring well, forward, but I, it's I, like, I also how, say, how am I going to, I also yeah. want to say something about this because, yeah. you know, there's this sort of, um, obsession with, uh, genetic lineage. And the truth is that our souls, yeah. uh, are, you know, it, it, they don't care what body we're in, what you're here to do is what you're here to do. Yeah. And, um, this is the experience I chose to have. Well, and it's the body that you're here to deliver whatever medicine that you're here to deliver in. Now, Mm -hmm. it's not saying that there are no ancestors and it's not saying that the body that you're in doesn't have any impact on it and that there's no genetic, epigenetic and ancestral lineage that does play into the magic and all of that. Mm -hmm. But um, our souls, I mean, and this is another place where like our souls are so infinitely powerful and creative and of, of incredible amounts of choice. Um, that getting stuck in what you've been told you are mm-hmm. on a physical yeah. level is so small. It's yeah. so reductive. Yeah. Well, it's and over-identifying. You but you can't possibly yeah. step into your divinity and own it and bring it through your body if you're obsessed about what people tell you your body, what you can and cannot do in your body. And by the way, this message is for all people of all yeah. colors, right? Yeah. It, it's like, we, we have to stop that shit. And it doesn't mean that we have to ignore harms and it doesn't ha- mean that we ignore systems. It doesn't mean that we ignore things, but it, you cannot fix collective problems without owning the truth on an individual level. Like yeah, we are okay. in a deep collective uh, shitstorm right now 
on mm-hmm. so many levels. And, um, and the more we happening- take responsibility, that's well, all we no, need to be doing. Well, see, Self-responsibility. Hap- yes. And, and the thing that, you know, uh, this is such a hard conversation to have with, and it really, people have to be ready to have this kind of conversation, but I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll intro it a little bit, which is like, in all of my spiritual work, I've done a lot of work to be really uh, about the yes and, right? Mm-hmm. Like meaning I recognize your lived experience. I recognize the limitations I recognize or the perceived, let's just say the matrix level limitations and uh, the systemic limitations and things like that. Okay. And at the same time, we can't wait for those things to change in order for individuals to like, it can't be an, if this, then that, right? Like I can only step into my full power when this system changes. Okay. Well, that's never happening then because it, the system won't change until you step into your full power. And then when you step into your full power, how you relate to that system will actually look different. And the thing is when, when people are on the side of it, where they feel like they can't move, they can't see it. Yeah. Like the, like, this is just a consciousness thing. Just can't see it. I mean, I remember when I met my first teacher, when I met my first teacher, he was an enlightened master and I met him in Bali, like randomly, like, and when I say randomly, like, I didn't even know what that was. Okay. Like I, I, my, my, I, my idea of spirituality at the time was like the secret. I had read the secret. I thought it was enlightening and I had, you know, Anyway, so I was in Bali and this is a whole long story. It's actually on a whole bunch of other podcasts. So I won't bore bore with this whole story. But what I will say about myself at the time was like, I was on a lot of antidepressants. I was on at least three. And like, I had been told like, you know, there's something very wrong with you and you're going to have to be on these medications for the rest of your life. And so when I met him and he was just like, ah, yeah, you're not going to need that. And I was like, I fought for my victimhood so hard. I was like, you don't know anything. I need these to live and I'm not okay without them and all of this stuff. And like, meanwhile, I've been off of meds since like 2010 mm-hmm. and I, you know, I'm yeah. totally fine. Like just yeah. to be really clear, like I'm more than fine. Yeah. And, um, uh, <laughs> I could do a whole nother conversation about <laughs> mental health industry, but, but what I mean is there's always possibilities for part two, but what I, what I, but what I, want to just nail in here was that the person that I was at that time from the ideas and belief systems and what I had been told and adopted as my identity could not hear him Mm -hmm. thought he was wrong and so this is why like when people are like I mean, look, I, in order to do my job, I've had to surrender to people calling me problematic and harmful. And, you know, I, I'm basically can't do my job unless I'm okay with people calling me every single name in the book. And I'm just like, I don't care anymore because, uh, if you can't see the thread that I'm holding, uh, then, then that's on you. And it's not for you. Well, and it's, it's maybe on, it's, on, it's yeah. on you. Like, yeah. you know, if you're actually curious, and, 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 and I also have compassion for like, okay, you're defending the matrix. You're defending the reality that you've been given so that yeah. you can have this 
that like anything that's going to fracture that ego is a danger, right? Mm-hmm. It's a danger. And like, and this goes back to like why I am dangerous and, and, and got kicked off of Facebook or not, I'm not totally kicked off of Facebook, but I've been banned a bunch of times and Instagram put a little uh, thing, you know, uh, this, are you sure you want to follow this person? Yeah. I've got seriously, a, there's a double, go and look at my Instagram. There's a double opt-in on my follow button. Now, this person uh, has known to share misinformation and uh, violates community standards. And you know what's really funny is that on Instagram, I don't really even have any of that. I shared uh, I shared one video of a Stanford Mayo Clinic doctor who runs a lab in Idaho who said some things that you know the MSM is interested in. And then I shared a bunch of vaccine injury stories. Like just personal, like just women who were like, what the fuck is happening to me? You know, these are the facts of my experience and things like that. And, you know, if that's misinformation, we've got a problem. And then uh, what else? Oh, and then I think that uh, they they consider anything where I've shared a little story of my daughter and she wasn't wearing a shirt. That's against community standards too. Seriously? Yeah, for real. And I do my best to like, you know, she just never wears clothes. <laughs> so sometimes I capture these like really cute moments and I'm like, how can I make this so that it can go on Instagram? And I'm like, I'm like shoulders up, you know, like, but, but it has no shirt on. And then they're oh like, God, the I'm like, oh God, I'm like, I'm a mom, like sharing like this cute video of my kid. I'm really clear that she's not in any danger. I'm, I'm protecting her from that. And I understand why they do it, but like, this is how they've determined that I'm a dangerous person. Right. And they're just deplatforming people like crazy. That's what and, I've And, and yeah, that's the seen. other thing that I can't stand because, you know, I've been running this group on Facebook since the beginning of COVID called Perry's Preppers. Because mm-hmm. I came out, I just started telling people about the fact that I thought this was going to be a really big deal in like January of 2020. Mm. And people are like, are you fucking serious? Like, I remember I was, I was actually going to be doing an event that June and I, I was going in early February. I was going to sign the contract for the event. And I mean, COVID wasn't even here yet. Right. And I, and as we were signing the contract, you know, there's like something called a force majeure, which is mm-hmm. the, you know, a, like force of nature kind of thing. Like yeah. that would, that would uh, basically void the contract. And, um, and I said to the woman, I was like, uh, so is COVID a force majeure? She's like, COVID? <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? And, wow. then, like, and then like literally like, and I was like, okay, well, like, let's just see how it plays out. I'm like, I have a feeling that this is all going to get shut down. But, um, you know, this was the beginning of February, right? And and yeah. she, she was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so literally like one month later, you know, she was like, yep, force majeure here's your money back. All the contracts are canceled. We're canceling everything, all of this yeah. stuff. Right. And anyway, so I was early to the game and I set up this group on Facebook called Perry's Preppers. And it was great. It was like, it's like a 1300 person group. And it was very much about just sharing information. And I think we saved a lot of lives actually, like yeah. just sharing information and, um, how to protect yourself, how to protect your parents, like how to just, mm-hmm. you know, and this was way before there were any vaccines. And, you know, and then, um, you know, look, I work with a lot of embodied women, people who are really embodied. A 
lot of them are like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you yeah. know, right. Like, no. And also not, not deniers either. So like, they're no, like, I don't, I don't have any time for like QAnon conspiracy theorists oh, yeah. or anything like that. There's like some thread in the middle. So anyway, I've been running this group and in running this group, one of the things that I've been most disturbed about is the way that they're doing censorship makes it so that like, okay, I'll give you an example. There was this video of Dr. Peter McCullough, who is one of the like world-class cardiologists and kidney specialists. And he is uh, one of the people who put together early COVID protocols to like care for people, right? Cause mm-hmm. he's got sick patients. He's got heart patients and things like that. And, um, you know, a lot of these, the, these doctors went and did like the repurpose, you know, old drugs and things like this to come up with multi-drug protocols to treat things. And, um, there was a video of him testifying, uh, at the Texas state Senate and he was delivering his expert opinion in a public hearing. So Facebook flagged this video as misinformation because a fact checker decided that one minute of this 60 minute video was misleading. And then I get a ding in my group for sharing this. And my problem with this is like, if we are going to throw out 60 minutes of public testimony from a world-class cardiologist with the most written papers, research papers uh, in his field, if we're going to throw that out because someone who was probably didn't even graduate college working for one of these factcheck.orgs decided that one minute of that video is where, where is my right to consume information and determine for myself? Yeah. Right. We like, we we are dumbing people down. If you, if you, if you can only consume information that somebody else determined is okay, you, you lose your fucking critical thinking. I can watch a 60 minute video and be like, yeah, I don't know about that part, but, but, but that sounds that, that feels true. And like, okay, that's very interesting. And oh, that's fun. That's fascinating that he's looking at things that way. Oh, isn't that interesting? Right. Like, well, when did it become that we are, it's not safe for us to hear things. Yeah, no, it's, do you you know, you see what I'm saying? Like even conspiracy theorists, like I, I'm setting up a new community right now off of Facebook called the sovereign guild. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to be like the keepers of wisdom and we're going to have all kinds of topics and things like that. And, and, and in this, like one of my things was, I was, I was talking to my husband about this and I was like, should we allow conspiracy theories? And I was like, you know what? I kind of want to have a room in the, in the app that's like dedicated to discussing conspiracy theories. Why? Because if you don't read them or you don't like, if you just don't look at them, then like y- you kind of don't know what's in there. Like, I'm yeah. not saying you, you, you need to see, see, there's the difference. And this is like where, where the age of propaganda has really fucked us because we're in a time where people believe everything they read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. like uh, there was, oh, you know, it was really funny. Pfizer shared some really funny meme 
And it was something, it said something about conspiracy theories. And I was like, you mean the conspiracy theory that you paid the largest corporate criminal fine for fraud in the history of the United States? Like, like what conspiracy, I'm sorry, which one, which conspiracy yeah. theory? Right. And, and see the thing and, I want to explain people, people say too, that like you have something against science, but it's like, no, no I have something against pharmaceutical companies and like for, big business. First of all, like, it's all going to come out. It's all going to come out. Yeah. In the wash. And this is one of the things that I'm going to explain to people. <sighs> the truth is a, the feminine force of, of nature. Like, and she is coming. She, she's patient and she will let you build sandcastles and look at the world we've built since the industrial revolution. All of this is like totally out of alignment with the earth and with nature and with truth. So much of what we, we have built in the lives that we are living. And we think that it's all like great, incredible innovation. And yet look at us, we're like clamoring because humanity's done. Like we have killed ourselves. Like we are going like, unless there is some miracle that happens here, we're done. We're, we're going down. The ship is yeah. done. And, and, and part of that is because, well, first of all, the feminine, like as in the earth is just going to come in and reclaim us. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like if you think about it, it's like, you know, we've built all these sandcastles and she's just the ocean and she's coming in and going to wipe us out. And I mean, this is going to take, you know, a long time, but yeah, but meaning like it, the, the, she, she always comes home to roost. Yeah. And so when I, when, my biggest thing with this whole thing and why I'm a no right now is like, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to watch because I tr I know what the truth is, like because of my spidey sense, but <laughs> I don't care. I don't need to convince people of it. Like I just know, and I'm going to just watch, wait and watch, mm -hmm. you know? And, and yeah. I just don't understand what, what is wrong with people that they can't fucking see it. Like sometimes it's really frustrating to me. I have this situation, I mean, and just to, the other, the other thing people are so bad at doing is like looking at the patterns of history. Mm. How many patterns of history do we have where uh, pharmaceutical companies have, have not done right by us? I've been yeah. looking at um, somebody I know is like going through some stuff right now where uh, they have some like stomach, like epithelial stuff going on, like stomach lining, like, you know, polyps and things like that. Mm -hmm. And um, they're on a proton pump inhibitor. And I was doing some research and like, first of all, you know, Zantac, they took that off the market last year. Why? Oh shit, it causes cancer, sorry. Um, how many years was that on the market? It was over the counter, all of this stuff. Like, um, wow. but then I was looking at uh, some of these other things and I was looking at a lawsuit actually, like a class action. And, and in the class action, it was saying that, this is the first set of drugs that have ever been approved where it is known to cause cancer on the organ that it treats. Meaning they fucking Jesus. approved it, knowing it. Yeah. Right. So, so it's like, and, and Vioxx, like, I mean, do, do you all remember that? Like, no, nobody, people have such fucking terrible memories. Yeah. Right. Selective, it, right. Whatever's going to keep you safe. Whatever's well, only, gonna... only what's convenient. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, don't, don't forget like Purdue Pharma. I mean, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people have how died. Why was it crisis? I feel I mean, like, like, like they have to pay and stuff, but it's like, it's, it's like not big news for some reason. I mean, a little bit like, you know, I mean, I try to stay away yeah, from news. You know why it's I not big news? 
But Big Pharma is one of the top advertisers. Of course, it's not big news. They don't do yeah. anything to oh, upset their advertisers. Like, this is the thing that I wish I like. I don't understand how people don't see no. these pieces. And uh, no. like, I don't understand how people just accept propaganda and like to the do what you're told. The other thing I want to say to everyone, um, since we're talking about this medical pharma cartel and all of that. <laughs> Uh, public health does not care about your inv- individual health at oh, all. Yeah. You're a statistic. And if you die, then you're just a number. Like yeah. you cannot be leaning on public health as a solution to your own personal health, because that's not what public health is for. Public health is like managing a herd of sheep. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, look at the agricultural industry. We have some, we have some big problems that I think, are not being talked about. I mean, the supply chain issues, but also the inflation is a really big issue. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, and and the thing is that that the majority of the country is just really happy with the government just printing money like there's no tomorrow, and they don't. And that's because they don't really understand the impact of it because they don't. They're not at, like I'm just gonna say this, and I don't mean to be like a superior person here, but the majority of Americans are just not educated. Like they just don't fucking know. They don't understand. And like, and, and, and honestly, like, it's just a fact. Like if you asked, you know, if you ask the majority of people, like what they understand about inflation or what they understand about how we fund, like all of the things that, you know, we're funding, like writing checks for printing money and like sending checks to people, they think like, There's so many, so many layers before we start kind of closing out. I do want you to talk a little bit about, so let me, let me just bring this back. Like how, how do you see, and I know that because of how you teach and you teach from the space of the feminine, how does one incorporate feminine into this reality? How do we do you see systems being able to change this way? Well, I mean, we could have done the whole podcast on this question. Know, so at the end, it's a little this tough. Is my, I but, know I mean, this is I mean, my number. Number one, you have to redefine the feminine because people don't understand what the feminine is. And um, yeah. on an energetic level, it's not femininity. Okay. Yeah. In fact, most femininity. My listeners know. We t- femini- I talk most, about this Okay. A lot. Most femininity is quite masculine. So, like, if you look at, like, you know, for instance, yeah. the way uh, women who are considered feminine in their appearance or their affect um, are extremely controlled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, like there's so much control happening like kim kardashian is a great example right like Mm. look at how much control goes into her image and every outfit and and her makeup and all like there there's not a lot of movement inside of that right there's no not a lot of energetic movement it's very rigid and so So um, patriarchy's acceptable feminine no, I don't even want to call it that because mm-hmm. women have completely bought the fuck into that fully. And so I'm not going to blame that on patriarchy, but yeah. let's just take a second and just be like masculine is rigid, logic, data, structure, linear production, energetic. And like feminism has completely 
been like rah rah for all those energetics and then right. the and yep. then the energetics of like chaos and messiness and paradox and the unknown and mystery death. and darkness uh, and yeah. death and composting and you know just like decay and all of that stuff right is feminine and you have light feminine too right but but it, like there there's just so many things and and the 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 biggest thing that i see that happens in like female bodied people is uh they it, they either are, are kind of in this like i mean these are these are the main ca pattern categories i see you see you either have like these damsel like what i would call mm -hmm. low capacity nervous systems low mm -hmm. capacity nervous systems uh, not a lot of internal compass, very like spill their energy constantly, just like cannot handle anything. Um, you know, need the masculine need to be rescued, need somebody to do it for them. Just like, cannot just stand up on their own. Okay. And like, mm -hmm. this has been, this is part of the patriarchy too, because this particular kind of archetype also invites aggressive, violative masculine. Mm because she wants someone to come in and get it. Okay. And uh, I'm not talking about actual situations here, just so people don't get upset. Like I'm not saying archetypal. invites like rape. Yeah. I'm talking about energetic ar archetypal here. Yeah. And then the, the second one that we see a lot of in feminism is sort of like women who are connected to their power on some level, like they, they, they have been liberated sexually, for instance, they're, you know, they have the sex that they want, but then what they do is they use their life force to serve their ego and their, and, and masculine pursuits of production and success and all this stuff. And believe me, this was me. Like, I mean, full on, like I was hardcore wall street headhunter, like all the things, but the price of the price tag of that is that you absolutely run yourself into the ground. And which is why most uh, women who do that, especially those who like work really hardcore um, somewhere between 30 and 40 crash and burn. And they're like, I need to do something different because this is insane. And, you know, we talk about why are there not women at like the heads of corporations and why aren't there more women in corporate because people leave they're like fuck this shit it's not worth it well yep. and and we think it's a an equality problem and it's like it's not an equality problem women wake up and are like this isn't worth it yeah i i can't do this anymore i don't want to do this i was a headhunter i know i watched i saw it yeah. all the time yeah. and the last thing is then you have corporate this hr of, right yeah. yeah exactly and then you have this and then you have this other thing which is this sort of skeptical drunk uh, swampy feminine, which is like, mm. I rejects masculine. It's just in the dying process all the time, like won't really create much. And if they do create it, they just won't hold it. And like, there, it's like total rejection of the masculine. So one is like heavily reliant mm. on the masculine. One is like using, so like that pimp ho model, like embraces the masculine, but like actually depletes the feminine. And then mm -hmm. the other model is like this swampy, uh, and it's the skeptical man hating kind of, and it's not just mm. men. It's just like the masculine hating, yeah. you know, swampy, heavy, heavy. I like her. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, I feel um, her a lot. And so, so really the work is, is to be integrated properly. And the integration properly is that you actually let the feminine be served by the masculine. And when I say serve, I'm not talking about slavery or uh, servitude. I'm talking about like 
the way a system regenerates itself. So it's regenerative uh, for everyone. It's nourishing for all parts. So what that would mean is that like within yourself, uh, that you would listen to your body, that you would allow your emotions to be felt, that you would trust those processes, and then you would support, not override or overrun them, right? Mm -hmm. So this is, this is where when we live in a culture that values, for instance, functionality and like getting up and doing the thing, mm -hmm. uh, people abandon themselves and the feminine all the time. And so what it really takes, and my whole life and my whole business is completely designed around this now, like she is first. Mm -hmm. Every piece of masculine in my life is in support of her and that energy. Yeah. And there is no, there is no masculine restriction. There are no masculine rules for her behavior. There is no, uh, you mm. need to get up and do this bitch, right? Like yeah. there's none of that. And, uh, when you begin to operate in that, um, the, the thing is that things really come and you don't have to force anything. And it's just this really big open system and things just grow naturally and everyone is, is fed. And so like, this is how my marriage is. Yeah. As well. My Beautiful. husband is in service to my opening and my reception and, and actually what I'm in service to. And then he gets fed by how much energy I run through my body. Like it nourishes yeah. him, right? So it's a, it's a complete system. But when you have a system where you have these, these like an, in a marriage, for instance, where you have a woman who's like uh, a, a serving, serving her man's ego, like so mm -hmm. all of her life force is going to serve his ego yeah. and like these dumb things that, you know, to, to build the world and do these stupid jobs that men feel really good about. Um, sorry. No, I love I mean, it. Are you fucking not, kidding me? I'm not judgmental at all here. No. Um, but what happens in that marriage is that like she, she becomes totally depleted. She does not get filled up or, uh, you know, usually it becomes a sexless marriage. And then he goes out and he cheats and finds someone else. Yeah. Because he, he, his energy source ran out. And then she's like, what the fuck? Like I gave all of this time and all of these years of my life to you and all of this stuff. And now I'm like on the ground fucking with nothing. And you just left me for another woman. Yeah. Wow. Boom. But it's energetic. That's yeah. Huge. It's, it's yeah. actually on an energetic level. That's it's, it's, it's deeply. Yeah. Oh, Perry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We need to schedule like four more episodes. Um, how can people find you? Um, how do you want people to find you? Yeah, now? I think, you know, I think, I think what, what people can do now is just come to perrychase.com slash home and come try my app and come in and check out my stuff. I used to refer people to my social media, but now that there's a seven day free trial, just come into my app and, and check it out if, if this resonates with you and, you know, you can come and watch videos and, and see what it's about. And if I have a class happening, there's like, you know, a free class once a month and yeah. I mean, the reason I love this is because you are no longer dependent on these, on these structures. Well, you know, you, I mean, you've created let's, this let's space be honest. I mean, yes, I, I have this, but let's be honest. I mean, it's still challenging, right? Like how do people find you if you, um, if you don't 
have like I still use social media, but like I mean, of one of my Instagram profiles has just been basically hidden. Yeah, you know, it, it's like that. No new followers anymore. Wow. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's. I mean, they've they've killed it. They've crushed it algorithmically. But I have another one that I'm building, and if people want to follow me on Instagram, it's Perry underscore Chase, and that's my yeah. new one that I'm building, and you know. And, and here's the thing I would say too about this is that I am not victimized by it. Every time, every time, uh, something happens, I'm like, okay, I take it. And I, and I say, okay, what, what, what what's the next move? Right. If well, I you're just, creating out of this. Well, that's the whole thing. And like, that is actually the feminine response to anything we don't like is just to create something new. Right. It's, and that's it's not embodied to, right there. Right. It's not to fight the system. And this is, yeah. and this is, and this is where like people don't understand when I, when I'm kind of like not an activist, like I don't believe in activism so much. Um, certain cases I do. I think there are certain times when it's like, uh, like calling an ambulance. Yeah. You know, like, you, okay. you know, yeah. you need, you need activism yeah. in, in certain, certain times and locations, but like yeah. activism long-term is, uh, <sighs> it's, it's a, it's a poor spend of energy. Whereas, whereas like creating something new is a a very good, very good regenerative use of energy. Yeah. And so basically everything that I teach, you know, just as a summary, all comes down to understanding energetics and, and patterns and that these patterns that of behavior and things understanding how so much of the patterns of behavior that we have as adults were at one time survival mechanisms and that they're now killing us. Mm. The things that used to help us survive are literally killing us. And there is a point in the journey, and I believe this is part of, it's actually all by design and part of the spiritual journey is that you, you go through life, you put on all of like, you, you lock yourself inside of a labyrinth and then you get to a certain point in the life where you're like, I need to break myself out. And I forgot where I laid all the booby traps and I forgot where the doors are and where's the key and all of this stuff. Mm. And that's to me, that's like the essence of the spiritual journey. Yeah. Oh, Perry, thank you so much. It was, it's beautiful talking to you if I can use that word to describe a conversation. And I'm really grateful. So thank you so much. It's really good to see you. Good to see you too.